Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gamina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. What I DM'd you about was uh, uh, a conspiracy that's, that, that we're trying to get out about my brother and I. My brother was 17 and I was 18. And uh-huh. uh, we, we were taken by Chicago detectives and tortured and confessing to a murder we had absolutely nothing to do with. Um, it didn't until years later we found out that uh, the judge, not only was the judge, but the state's attorney and the detectives was all in cahoots. Uh, behind this and uh the best tell you uh like about the story is my younger brother who was also here which is why i was saying man coincidentally you know i got him here and uh we was just on another call about the same thing and uh so he can he, he can tell you better how it starts off man bro uh mr tk kirkin uh t to the motherfucking k this is my younger brother sean tyler okay good hello what's up mr tyler mr sean Man, what's up, boss? How you feel? I'm good. I'm glad you um hopeful hopefully rather you have mental good health and this sick can run up your back, but how how much time did you do? Uh, I did twenty five years. Oh man, god damn twenty five years, man. That's it. Now uh uh my brother did uh my brother did twenty seven years. Twenty six years, nine months, you know. We add the right. up and run it all together on this end anyway, so Right, so you did twenty six so, and nine. You did twenty seven. So, but, man, uh, so tell the world what's going on, family. Okay, uh, in in nineteen ninety one, uh, up in Chicago, I was visiting a friend. He uh, stayed a few blocks over from me. I'm over there with him and his family. So while I'm standing outside, uh, I see a group of guys dressed in black, uh, you know, walking across the street. No, no, mm-hmm. nowhere in the world is that a good sign. So I kind of tucked away in the gangway. You know, so right. the crowd came. They so happened to stop directly across from me. I'm looking at them as they huddle up. Now, only person that's uh, other than me that's out there is a Latino guy that works on cars in the neighborhood. He lived next door to my friend. So, you know, I'm familiar with who it is. So one of the guys crossed over out the crowd. You know, when he crossed over, he walked past, and uh, he went down there, and he approached uh, the guy under the, under the hood of that car. The guy took off. You know, they did a little cat race around the car until he figured he couldn't get away. The guy got on his knees, begged for his life. The man shot him, pow, pow, shot twice. They mm-hmm. all got together. They ran off. My friend uh, and his family came out, you know, believing that it was me because I was outside. So I told him, like, man, somebody shot the guy next door. You know, hey, man, go ring the bell and tell his people. I run the bell and told the lady, hey, somebody shot Boyo. You know, he's laying in the street. They all ran out, did their thing. You know, they called the police and shit. Uh, we stayed there for a second. Then me and my friend left. You know, I went to the crib, so... When I made it home that night, I told my mother. I said, hey, Ma, you know, I've seen a guy get shot. You know, I don't know if he did or not. She said, did anybody see you? I told her, not really. And she was like, okay, then, man, your business. A couple of days later, what we didn't know is a woman was walking through the neighborhood asking anybody was there after that night. She said the police grabbed her 13-year-old son. He's locked up, and she know he didn't do it, and was anybody out there. So word got back to my mom, and she got up with the lady, and then she came and talked to me like, man, do you know – uh, a guy named Marcus that be around. I told her, yeah. She said, uh, was he out there that night? I told her, no, he wasn't one of the guys I seen. Well, she said, well, look, do me a favor and talk to his mother. Tell his mother they grabbed him. They're going to talk to the lawyer. Is that what you want me to do? She said, yeah. And that's what I did. I spoke mm-hmm. to the mother. She brought the lawyer. I spoke to the lawyer, told him he wasn't out there. But uh, what I did know at that time that as those days had went by, 
the uh, police had electric shock that 13-year-old kid. They put some wires on him, cranked it up, electric shocked him in a confessor. So I didn't know that uh, him and uh, five more guys that they grabbed was all teens, 13 to 17. They grabbed them and uh, shocked all of them into confessing to that crime. So when I got involved and spoke with the lawyer and she showed me the pictures, I told her that the people that they had, I'm like, none of these are the guys I've seen, which it wasn't. You know, so I end up, uh, with me coming forward, it contradicted the police saying that all these guys voluntarily gave statements. And uh, one day after that, when I was coming out of my grandmother's house, they pulled up on me. Four officers, I don't know who they was, jumped out the car, asked me my name. I told them my name is Sean Tyler. And when you keep, you keep trying to help somebody get off a of murder, you just may find yourself murdered or hurt. Some type of threat they gave me. They jumped back in the police car and left. I'm 14. I contacted the lawyer and told her, I don't want to help no more. They just threatened me. She said, who? I say some police. I don't know who they is. She got up with me, ended up getting up with the judge on that case, and the judge had to issue a protective order stating that no police on or about the Alfredo Hernandez cases to have any contact with Sean Tyler. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking, okay, cool. My mother was a little scared. She sent me to Wisconsin, so I'm coming back and forth. So eventually uh, me coming forward would help the 13-year-old. You know, and that's what it was all about. So once he ended up uh, getting my help and they found out his statement was extracted through torture, uh, I was cool. You know, I, I felt like my part of it was over with. You know, right, what right. I did know was that what I didn't know was that uh, that case, uh, which is a head dude down here in the Chicago called John Burge, that was a case that ended up leading to him getting fired. And when he got fired, they shut down his police station. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, split all the officers up there, work with them. So deep down the side, I'm the blame. You know, when okay. I came forward, it ended up opening up the door to what guys who have been getting tortured since the late 70s up here in Chicago have been saying. You know, and these are guys who have been hung out the window by these exact officers. They have been electrocuted, Russian roulette, guns in their mouth, uh, plastic bags over their head. They have countless ways in which they've been uh, uh, forcing guys up here to confess the crime since the, the yeah. late 70s. You know, mm -hmm. so now 1994 rolled around and a, a, a gang shooting around the house happened and they showed up uh, They showed up at my door asking my mother, uh, was I at home? She told him no. She's like, hey, well, we, you know, we got some questions for him. And she was like, okay, I'll let him know when he get home. I'm 17 now. So this is three years later. So when I come home, my mother said, hey, uh, the police came looking for you. It was a shooting over there. I'm like, man, I didn't have nothing to do with it. And I told her where right. I was at, which I was playing video games with my friends on the east side of Chicago. She said, okay, well, the guy left his card. Now, the police station is really right around the corner for us. So I mm -hmm. went there my, on my own with the card, asked for that officer. He came and got me. He uh, brought me into the police station. And uh, immediately he put me in a room and handcuffed me uh, to the wall. So, I, you know, I'm 17. I, ain't, I don't really think nothing of it. Just a process for all I know. I ain't got no background. I ain't a tour with the police or nothing. So, uh, to not get into too many details because of court situations that we're still dealing with, all I can say is I walked in there voluntarily, and three days later, I left out on the stretcher uh, on my way to the emergency room for throwing her blood. They had repeatedly beat me in there until I confessed. In the middle of beating me, they brought a statement in there for my older brother who was just on the phone that said that me and him, along with other friends, participated in the shooting that they had. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I know for a fact that I didn't do this. 
And there's no way in the world I could believe that my brother has given you a statement saying that he, I, and friends went and participated in this shoot. So I'm right. thinking about what you just did to me, what you're doing to me as far as on the beating side. Now, my brother is my brother. You know what I'm saying? Always been to me tough. You know what I'm saying? Semi-boxer. So to have a confession out of him and you over here beating me, the only thing that I can believe is that you really did something to hurt my brother to get this confession out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he left up out of there with the confession, I'm, 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 I'm basically done. You know what I'm saying? No one came to the door to say stop it. No one, no one came to help us. This is three days I'm going through this here. Three days I'm going through this here. Now, I end up, uh, like I said, being rushed to the emergency room for throwing up blood. And they, uh, all through my court proceedings, they brushed that under the rug as, uh, you know, he, he has asthma. And people who have asthma throw up blood. It took me years, years down the line to get a specialist to give me an affidavit saying that no one in America, no one in the world, throws up blood because they have asthma. If he threw up blood, he had to have received forced blunt trauma to his chest and his esophageal region, which is consistent with the blows that he said he took from homicide detectives. So that was an affidavit. So that ruled that out. Uh, mm-hmm. I always had one. I always had one witness against me. While fighting my case to get ready to come home, the witness came forward to say that uh, she's never seen me a day in my life. She's never seen me a day in her life. That the only reason she picked me out of a lineup is because the police showed her a picture of me and told her that they needed me. Again, that came out. So all this is working towards uh, me and my brother being exonerated for the case. You know, so the whole time we fight, things are being raveled. You know, I'm unraveling this, unraveling that. And it was years in to come to find out the officers in that room were the exact same officers from 1991 that jumped up out their car that the judge told not to see me again. Those were those wow. officers. So they done broke this protective order. And for this whole time, from what I could believe, y'all been lurking or just waiting for a reason, and they took advantage of it. And because right. of that, I did 25, I did 25 years. Only for you to come to understand that uh, uh, the case was overturned, they dropped the charges, and uh, me and my brother was exonerated in 2021. But I had already did my 25 years. My brother did yeah. it in seven years. So what? Damn. I mean, what? What is that? You know, what? No days off. What? No in and out. And because of that, uh, and, and and when I speak, I speak up here in schools. You know, they allow me to speak up here, and uh, I'm getting them to understand that. The trauma that comes with that, the effect that it is, because I'm dealing with something right now as far as uh, understanding right now the pressure of what this really did to my mother over the years. You know, I've never had the chance to really look at it from her eyes. You know, we came Mm -hmm. home, uh, the blessing is all that we came home in time enough for her to see us both released. And shortly after that, you know, she had a heart attack, and uh, my oldest brother was there trying to save her. I was standing there as he performed CPR, and, uh, you know, his grandkids, his daughter, and, uh, you know, she passed away in his arms. You see what I'm saying? But wow. no one can tell me that uh, uh, the pressures of looking at it through her eyes is she told me to go to the police station. You understand right, that? Right, right, So how does she look at this? Two times. Now, the first time she told me to do the right thing, that brought about what took. So two times y'all took advantage of a woman doing exactly what y'all tell parents to do in the world, my brother which is mm-hmm. see some, say some, teach a kid to do the right thing. And she trusted the system. She trusted the law, and both times y'all took advantage of her. So one, no one can tell me that that didn't weigh on her. My mother had two strokes prior to her having that heart attack. So I understand those times when I called home and people saying she's just wandering. You know what I'm saying? Or she always crying. You know, these things that didn't make sense then, 
make all the sense now being older because she, you know, she wore that. You know, she wore yes, it. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. So to hear for the first time in court that your son was tortured by police, and I know it affected her because she screamed out, Oh, my God! You understand that? The first time mm-hmm. you hit an officer who took advantage of your 17-year-old child. You sent a 17, you just, if, if ever she would have thought that y'all was going to torture me or that y'all had a reputation or that y'all was officers on the get back, my mother wouldn't have, my mother would have told me, let me grab my purse. Right. You understand that? But at 17, mm-hmm. she trusted you to do the right thing as an officer because that's how you presented herself when you left that car with her, which made her feel comfortable enough to say, well, go down there and talk to this man. You see right, what I'm saying? Because right. I told her my truth was I had nothing to do with it, ma. Okay, well, he's trying to talk to you. Go down there. Do you think if she would have thought that she was sending me to be beaten, to be tortured by adults in a room where I'm cuffed to a wall, do you think she would have told me to go there? You see what I'm saying? So I, yes, I understand how it wore her down because she can't stop playing in her head. Every time she comes to visit and can't leave with me, can't take me with her, it's a problem. Because right. she still sees herself as the mother who sent her kid to talk to the officer. So can't nobody tell me that that's not uh, 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 the reason why oh, she's no longer here. Definitely, yeah, definitely wore down. Being oh, man, a, you know, a, a being I'm talking about 25 years and 27 years. Two of your kids, you got four. Yes. You take her first two kids. See what I'm saying? Bringing about a whole situation of trauma. You see what I'm saying? Now she got to figure out how to dedicate because she fought for us as much as she could until she got older and kind of wore down. You see what I'm saying? She marched, she came to the court, she participated with these organizations, but she still still got two kids. And understanding it right now today for everything that she did for me and my brother, it neglected my other two brothers. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Not intentionally. But she neglected them because she tried as hard as she could to write what she looked at as her wrong. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. man, y'all been tortured. Y'all ain't supposed to be there. She talking and she writing letters and she going to organizations. She marching on court dates. She got pictures. She doing everything she can. But, again, to get older, what I'm not seeing with everything she doing, she not giving these other two boys what they supposed to have. Right. You see what I'm saying? So the situation mm-hmm. is, 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 man, man, it's a tragedy to be exonerated, to go through everything that we've been through. And, and you and you only been out a couple of weeks because 20, 2021 is like yesterday. Man, it's like yesterday. Yeah. I came home in 19. Ago. I came home 2019. Right. And uh, 2021 is when they uh, dropped all the charges uh, uh, against me and my brother. So they made me do all of my time. You know, now, was you being wrongly convicted and knowing that you innocent, I fought that whole time and still fought when I was out, which brought about the, us being exonerated because we never once gave up. Even though we've done all the time, we were still fighting, still telling people that we was innocent, still going to court for it. And in 2021, judge agreed, uh, uh, I mean, the state's attorney stated they didn't have a, that they couldn't win, basically, and dropped all the charges and exonerated me and my brother. Was you able to sue? Uh, right now, we up here dealing with a situation of a uh, certificate of innocence. You know, so uh, that's kind of how that is. 
and they uh, uh, explain uh, explain I, that when you, when you explain that. Okay, a certificate of innocence is uh, what clears you all the way. No background, it turns me into a regular citizens, but it also opened up the door for you to be compensated. You know, okay. this is the state of Illinois saying that, yeah, an innocent man was wrongfully convicted. You know, this is not just like just dropping the charges, you know. And so they're going to throw that shit out. Yeah. They're going to drag it's it out, problem. right? Go ahead, what you say, boss? I said they're going to drag it out too, aren't they? Yeah, that's what they, and that's what they're trying to do. So that's what our fight is up here. Our fight is the you know is the fight is is there's no way that one can be innocent and guilty at the same time. Right, you know? right. You can't. Yeah, do Chicago's the always had a Chicago's always had a bad rap, boy. Always. Yeah, they just uh, a news article just came out. I think two days ago, uh, for the fifth year in a row, Chicago leads the United States in wrongful convictions. In 2022, Chicago overturned 124 uh, uh, convictions. So make that make Damn. sense. For the fifth year in a row, Chicago is leading the United States for the fifth year straight. How that ain't a problem. Right, right. We're not so beating true. out all the Illinois. Chicago is beating out the entire United States. Make that make sense, man. For the fifth row, I mean, for the fifth year in a row, and that's not a problem to somebody. I mean, that's I not a detective. I knew a detective in Chicago. He's come to my comedy shows. This is in the 90s. I mean, it was real cool. We was talking on the phone. And he was um, busting drug dealers. But what he said was, he said, TK, normally some of the cops will be having sex with some of the drug dealers' girlfriends. And because the guys be doing so much corrupt shit, they be thinking it's their homies that snitched on them. But he said it was they bitches that was doing it. This a whole dirty pond up this way, man. I can't, man. Yeah. You know, and, and, I mean, not to, get away from, not to get away from the conversation, but uh, 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 the fact that, uh, and this is what's rarely spoken about, even though it comes up. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother did 27 years. There's never been nobody that's ever said they seen him do a thing. Wow. You understand that? He's never had not one witness on the case of Cody. Nobody's ever said he did anything outside of the well, confession. Why they they, uh, outside of the confession that they tortured up out of him, that was all it was. That was so, that was just my, man, that was, that's that was just man. my signature, and that was just my signature. So yeah, they and beat I, you I, 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 and made you sign a piece of paper. Yeah, absolutely. Just that was just my signature, bro. You hear me? And they had they had the papers written out and everything, man. And like my younger brother, uh, when 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 they opened the door, man, and, I, and, and we seen each other, man, it was it. I can't even explain the hurt behind it. You know what I mean? And like, what what am I to do, man? You know what I mean? You done had us in these rooms for three days like this, man. And I sit back and like, we come from where we come from, bro. Uh, you know, we tough guys, man. You know, we, we, we beat, you know what I mean? You know the culture we come from, so we, we, right, we, we right. bang it out. You know what I mean? So banging right. out ain't, ain't, excuse my language, ain't shit. You know what I mean? That ain't nothing, right. bro, but to, to have a young man to put him in a dog cell 
You understand what I'm saying? And have them attached to a wall, bro. You can't piss. You can't shit. And every right. time they come in here, when they when they open and, and put the light on, you've been in here for hours and days. You hear me? And they put the light on, bro. And when they come in there, so it ain't so much about the physical part, bro. The psychological part, man. Look, when you're doing this to a child, man, I kill Jesus, man. Get me up out of here, man. Right. It's true. Now, when you went to court, the, the was the public defender in on this as well or the attorney? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, this how this 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 how deep this go. Uh, we found out that years later, the state's attorney that was on our case became right after our case became a judge because of our case. Our case was on the news for five days straight. Uh, a group of young gang members kills ten year old, and when we got to Cook County, this what he didn't speak of. We got jumped on by Cook County guards. When we got to when we got to 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 to, to the deck in the county. You understand? People looking at us crazy. Oh, you know what they do with teen killers or baby killers? You know what they do. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I got to stand on my square, bro. And it's the honest to God truth, man. You know what I'm saying? After the police jumped on me, I get on the deck, man. Look, give me a toothbrush, bro. I took my toothbrush. I refused to allow any nigga to put their hands on me again, man. You hear me? And the call right. that, bro, they run up on me, man. They called me with it. So I ended up catching a, a knife case in the joint because of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, man, I, I don't care who you is. You're not putting your hand on me. You done did it. I refuse to do it. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been to Cook County. Them, them motherfucking cops ain't no motherfucking joke up in there. I, you hear me? And I'm talking, about, mm -hmm. I'm talking about, man, this coming out the 80s into the 90s. I'm talking about you got, you got them motherfuckers that shooting steroids in the ass, man. They look like Hulk Hogan figures that we was having back then. Right. This yeah, is they doing these conditions, man. So what we just trying to do is, 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 you know, get the story out about the, 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 you know, not just the psychological man, uh, uh, traumatization that comes behind it, man, but, you know, how two young men was caught up, man. It ain't just about us, man. Like, like my brother said, man. I was, uh, you know, this, this goes generation, man. Uh, so, I, I had to meet my grandchildren in prison. Um, when, we, when they locked me up, uh, I was uh, 18 years old with a five-month-old daughter. And uh, when I left, when I came home in 2021, my daughter was 27 years old, you know, with three grandchildren. But I, I, I met all my grandchildren in prison. You know what I mean? Yes, so yes. now when I put them in the car with me and we go somewhere, if they hear the police, Papa, what the police doing? They ain't coming, is they? You mean to tell wow. me, man? You hear me, man? Yes, sir. You mean yes, tell sir. me this? That's 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 generational, man. That's come. On, that's generational, man. Right. Damn. So, are you guys getting therapy? Are you just venting on shows like this and talking amongst each other? Because <laughs> you got you got to talk about it, right? Like you, you, this is something really you can't keep to yourself. You have to talk to anybody that will listen. Cause that will right. make you feel better. Don't feel oh, better. No, I don't never want you to feel like you don't want to share this with anyone. Anybody that oh, will right. take the time to listen is going to get it out your system. Cause give me an example. I do stand up comedy, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know my tragedy. Like I lost my mom, I lost my brother. Everybody was deceased before I was forty, and my kids is like. Dad, I don't know how you could do it. Everybody's gone. Like you're not on you're not on drugs. You're not depressed. But when I sit back and think about it, it has to be because I get on that mic and I'm able to release 
and talk about everything. Right. So it's a it's a form of therapy speech to vent to release that information. And what uh, you guys have is deeper than that because to be around people for twenty something years and to see things you thought that you would never see to get beaten on for no reason, the psychological effect of that is insane. To be get beaten on and you didn't do nothing wrong. But I I I, I whatever it means to have you gentlemen out. Are you guys working yet? Yeah, my brother is an entrepreneur. He got his clothes lined up and running. I myself, we both do uh, where we go to speaking engagement, and that page was uh, one thing a lot of people don't talk about is also the traumatization behind, you know, uh, being in prison and working. So while in prison, he and I, I got my associate's degree in liberal studies. I did every behavior modification you can think of in prison. I got, uh, you know, my uh, certificates in in everything you pretty pretty much can think of, but I'm saying that to Mm -hmm. say, for for 27 years, I worked for 2880 a month. So 28 what? $28.80 a month. And so I came home and said, listen, after seeing how their uh, 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 job system is set up out here, which is a temp system, you know what I mean? You go work and they use it for 30 days with the promise of hiring you after 30. But what you see is you see that's an enslavement because after the 30, they don't want to they don't want to increase your pay. So they get rid of you. Yeah, so I said to myself, true. I refuse to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? But at the same right. time, I wasn't addressing my trauma. You know what I'm saying? While at the same time, I had came home and, and, and ended up uh, my younger brother who was taking care of my mother. He had a massive stroke. That's what he didn't speak of. And my mother ended up with me. So I had to take in my mother while just coming home and saving the money I had saved up. I took up, bro, I ain't got an apartment. And in the process of having an apartment, all this all this happened with my mother. You know wow. what I mean? So uh-huh. uh, 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 so so this my, my 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 how I work is I work through my purpose, bro. So that's 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 how I work. I work through my purpose, and 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 uh, I get paid through stipends, man, by by people like Chicago Torture Justice Center, and 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 uh, you know, just speaking about our trauma, man. You said as far as the therapy, this is every day my therapy, man. I, I uh, right. I've seen psychiatrists and I've seen psychologists, and what I can tell you is somebody who sat in a prison cell, bro, for twenty seven years around everybody, and I mean, listen. Through my heart, there's not a man that walked this earth that I haven't stood before. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I can tell you what psychological trauma is. I can tell you from a professional perspective because I've sat in a cell with people with mental illness who, who shits themselves, with people who talk to themselves. So I'm saying that to say without the degrees and the accolades that they have, I reflect the same professionalism that they do. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And my therapy yeah. is getting this word to the people and, 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 and being enthused just like you, bro. Because prior to prison, I'm that guy that they told, man, look, you need to be in special ed. I'm one of those 80 kids that was put in special ed because I had the gift of move around and talk. I'm the guy that got lost in the system. And when they locked me up at 18, I couldn't read and write. I'm now, that how guy did that you got hear, lost now, how did you hear about me? 
I, I follow you. I heard about you in prison. Whenever they bought comedy sketches in, I heard about you. I seen you. I studied you. Wow. That's not a one. Listen, and when when I tell you, man, this you you, you might I, people might not agree with it, man. What I've come to realize in life, man, is that you cannot fake energy, man. You right. can't fake it, man. You hear me? Yes, sir. And and when you see it, man, connect with it. So that's how I got you. Wow, that's what's up, y'all. So I'm I'm in this program. I just signed a deal called um, Black Top Streetball. Right. We're coming around the country um, real soon. It's going to be basketball tournaments where we're going to have um, people speak for the youth. And when I have this conversation with them tomorrow, I'm going to bring you guys' names up and see if I can get you a check when we come okay. to Chicago. When we come through Chicago, because we're actually coming through there, it's definitely going to be in, in the next two or three months. But I okay. definitely want to get you guys on the platform to um, talk the way we're talking now, get you a check. Yeah. I don't know how much it's going to be, but I promise you I can get you a check. That's a fact. You know, oh. it's got to come out of my own pocket with what they pay me. I'll slide you guys something, but um, I know you're paying, yo. I I just I I wish I could do more, but I'm glad this 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 episode will be out in 24 hours, and right. the world will be listening to it because I have believe it or not, with no video, I mm-hmm. have the top 50 podcasts in the world. Okay. Okay. In the world. And I hope that you guys get that certificate that you guys can get a check. But I know since I was a child, when I used to hang out with um, Barcelona up there and what's the other guy? Right. Um, 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 Tony, Tony Capitello. Um, forgot this other brother's name. And Chicago has just been fucked up from the government Man. to the mayor's office. To in, in, down to the street niggas, the whole thing is corrupt. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's created culture. And you know, co- coincidentally, I had uh I had sent you a spoken word poem uh called Chirac, reflecting that. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 reflecting the, the 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 generational trauma that comes behind. But if you look at it, bro, and it's honest to God, truth, what it is is genocide. You know what I mean? And uh, yes, it is. Martin Luther King said it a long time ago, man. He said, I'm from the South. And he said, being from the South, I know what racism looked like. But Chicago is one of the most racist cities I've ever seen in my life. And segregated. Yes. Yep. You hear me? And they continuously yeah. live off the old code for which they've lived off of. And I want the world to understand this here. What is the difference between you can go downtown and you can go sit and eat and you'll see a picture of Al Capone right above where you eat, right? Yes, And they right, glamorizing sure. the gangster behind everything, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Behind everything, they glamorizing the gangster. But when you look at when you look at Larry Hoover, when you look at Jeff Ford, when you look at all these other guys, man, what is the difference, man? I agree. It's all about culture when it comes to us, man. When you find people, man, that, 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 that raise up black people in our community that consider gang leaders. And they consider gang leaders because those are the guys that's able to speak up for a whole bunch of people that can't speak for themselves. Right. 
But when y'all do it all, man, the average gang or the average mob or whatever you want to call it or have you called it for all these years, I'm calling it for what it is. It's pure Yeah, they racism. do glorify their ass. They sure do. Ain't no fucking doubt about it. They glorified, mm-hmm. man. Every time you look yeah. up, they making a movie about Lucky Luciano or or what's his name or, or the guys that from. Come on, man, the Chicago mob. They every time you look up, they create one from it. That's so true. See the but they criminalize. See what I've learned, right? They sure do, my man. They sure do. What you what you everything you saying is one thousand percent. Because you know, I, I I truly study the black man's journey all the way from Kemet in Africa. Mm-hmm. And what 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 bothers me, which is like a, a algebra test or a geometry test that I can't figure out, mm-hmm. is how the fuck did we get played, Joe? How the fuck from us coming from what we were doing in the 16th, 17th century, being kings and queens, how did it lead to this? The 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 perception the perception of God. We lost we, we lost we lost we we let go of our, our our faith and spirituality and 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 grabbed on to the faith and religion. We sure did, fam. Because it, it's mind bottling to me when I read about Mansa Musa Etope. When I think about all the inventions black people have invented, when I think about them building highways through black community, gentrification, Mm -hmm. and all these things, and how we still are resilient, like we still keep coming. (laughs) And that's something that we try to, I try to, in my stand up, I try to even teach these young kids that you've fallen right into their plan. Exactly. You're killing your own army. Man, man, man. The perpetuation of death through culture intellect or what's assumed to be culture intellect. Yes. And then they don't understand the setup. Because I read about Chicago, how these young kids don't understand when they have them trains come to your city and and they uh, unlock the trains with the guns in there. And the kids get the guns. And they wound up killing each other. And on the guns, it got U.S. government. They didn't even take the time to understand, yo, no one stopped and said, yo, they setting us up. How? How, how, It how? gets deeper. Before right. the world's eyes. Yep. This is before the world's eyes. How? Yep. And how? they, so they, they fall right into the trap. <clears throat> That's why right I understand and I recognize that our story isn't about us. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, mm-hmm. and as much as we, we would love to, to, to make it about us, our story is about the, the resilience that the Most High has put us on, that the path that he's put us on to, to assist so many others with our story. Right, right. You understand? It's because it's mm-hmm. sad, man. If you sit here for these many years, uh, uh, TK, for these many years, and allow from 19, 1970 for 19... You know what I mean? All what what what, yes. what what was it? Nineteen what seventy? All the way up to now, we gotta assume that it's still happening now. And my oh, it's still happening, brother. Ain't no doubt. But my brother just gave this analogy, right? We looking at is it as a recipe? If Granny left a recipe, how many generations you think this recipe gonna last? Especially if you keep keep it going. 
Mm-hmm. So you that's, got a bunch that. of guys who were taught and trained. Now listen, John Burge and his who was taught and trained through Vietnam tactics. They took that Vietnam tactics and brought it to our communities and considered us the same guys that they once went after. Right. So the guys that he trained has trained four generations behind him. How can it stop, man? Right. And we don't have, and even when we had an opportunity, and this is my observation, President Obama, who wasn't a black fucking president he 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 glorifies the position but he was from chicago he know how chicago is <laughs> ain't no doubt he about it I, he could have did a lot for chicago yeah 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 you know i said <laughs> in one of my uh spoken word poems i said the president empathized and i said yeah the president empathized uh and and went off into how he yeah you see it, but it's the symbolism of, of the beatings that the police do. Yeah, you, you, you see what's going on, but you offer no help. He offered no help. You do empathize and say, oh, I'm from the south side. Uh, right, that, and that's all I, because every now and then, it was, I you know, wouldn't focus on it. But during his eight years, every now and then I would say, yeah. Obama, yeah. why what what are you doing for Chicago? You know how fucked up it is there. You can't Man. send the um, the National Guard. You can't send you can't take out a grant. Y'all take y'all give all this money to other countries around the world. Hey TK, and, let, me, let me let me let me let me share this with you. One of my one of my things when it comes to uh the president. You know, uh, one of the biggest things I've always said if you gonna be proud about something. Be proud of the fact that no longer will black boys, black girls, or even brown kids ever be looked at different when they ask them what they want to be and they say the president. Mm-hmm. You understand that that's probably the yeah. biggest that that could have ever been. You know, no longer will they be looked at as a, a, a fake, oh, my God, okay, yeah, and laugh behind the kid back. Now you have to accept it for what it is because the world really did that. That's one. One of the other biggest things when it comes to dealing with him that uh, one of my indifferences is that I heard him uh, uh, speak on when uh, uh, after the whole 9-11 thing, you know, terrorism was big. So them guys were said to be tortured over there, you know, prisons mm-hmm. that they was having. And you got on here and you spoke against that, you know, which was cool. But I've, mm-hmm. I've always felt bad because never once as the president have you ever spoke against the torture that was taking place right in your own city. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So how does how do we feel? You know, people who are Americans, people who are of your own nationality, you know, so how do we feel when you step up the same way people looking at it now with you so quick to fund over there when we messed up over here? You know what I'm saying? You're going to tell them to uh, that's wrong to do that to these uh, uh, terrorists because they're human beings, yada, yada. Okay, cool. But you've never once told these people it was wrong to do it to Americans who are teens. Exactly. Who are, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when, mm-hmm. no, you never took the time to get up there publicly and say that. So how how do we feel? You know what I'm saying? Do yes. I feel like I matter to you? You know what I'm saying? Because, yes, again, sir. I'm in your city, and you're, you know about what's taking place. You know what right. I'm saying? That's what's confusing. We joke about it. Me and my brother joke about it, but the truest thing that's ever been said about the whole situation is the one secret that everyone knew. 
me and my brother throw that around as far as a documentary go or anything. This is what we've come to the conclusion of. It's the one secret that everyone knew because there's no way that that officer operated the way he operated in the powers of B. He didn't know that he was. It's impossible. Yes. Even right yes, now, the the man, somebody turned their head. Right. Somebody it allowed it to take place. You know, mm-hmm. and it ended up breeding the machine, the machine that they speak about, because it's tied into the judges, it's tied into top paid attorneys, it's tied into uh, 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 mayors. You know, like a lot of people are who they are off the backs of these cases from back then. Yes, yes. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be hard for me to fight against you when it's your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true, man. To really get on your shit and say, yeah, I messed up when I did that. What are you doing there at? You know what I'm saying? I, mean, that's I messed so up as a state's attorney, and now it lands in my lap as a judge. How do I look at my own paperwork? You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't right. tell me that it's, fixed. it's not a fixed fight, bro. My situation, man, like, at 14, I did the right thing because my mother told me to do it. And at that time, at 14, as much as I knew about God, I feel my mama, you know, first. Because I've seen her in work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yes, yes. yeah. We all have moms. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'm a 14-year-old, so of course I'm going to do what the lady tells me to do. You know what I'm saying? But none of these should mm-hmm. not even be a problem. Just doing the right thing and coming forward with this is the thing to do. And because of that, because you thought you had a clear sweep on the torture confess side, you know what I'm saying? You done grabbed six motherfucking teams, ran them in, and it's not even the people that I've seen. And then you tell people wasn't nobody out there. The judge said, I come to the conclusion that Mr. Tyler had to be out there. The mother said a black kid rung her bell and told her that her son was shot. Sean Tyler told her that rung a bell. How can it not be him? Nobody knows that. So with that being said, I believe everything he said to be true. That ended up getting all them guys' cases tossed out, TK. The confessions they had was tossed out because the judge came to the conclusion that, yes, I was the witness that was there. The state's attorney tried their best to say he couldn't have been there. The police saying wasn't nobody there. You see what I'm saying? Right. But the mother told the best thing she told when questioned. A black kid rung my bell. You see what I'm saying? And when the judge asked for that story, I gave it word for word the same way I just gave it to you. How I've seen it, how I rung the bell, and the judge said, I have no other choice but to believe that he was there. The mother said a black kid. This man told me the exact story of being a kid how else would he know this information if he wasn't the black kid? So with that right. being said, I have no choice but to accept Mr. Tyler's statement. And with that being said, the man threw out the charges of all those other guys outside of Marcus Wiggins. And they were pissed. Yeah. So for this reason, you punish me. For this reason of doing the right thing with coming forward, would you punish me? You torture me. You see what I'm saying? You duped my mother in a, to, to send it for me all for the for the knowing exactly that you know who I am, but I don't know who you are. Right. You knew who I was when my name came up. I've long forgotten about what I did at 14 to help Marcus Wiggins in that situation. I've continued through life doing what every other kid. I'm playing games. I'm going to school. I ain't even on that. So when my name supposedly, as you said, came up, you knew exactly what you was going to do from that point on once you seen my name. Sure did. It wasn't going to end right for me. You see what I'm saying? And it didn't mm-hmm. end right. I ended up being tortured and serving 25 years, man. Do you know the names of the cops? Uh, 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 Boudreaux, 
O'Brien, uh, Hollering. It's a slew of them. You know, it's a it's a slew of them. I can't even run all of them. Okay, let me try to take. Let me let me try to uh, give you at least. I think say I made nine of them. Right yeah, off the yeah. So I want to I want to mention their names on here. Yeah, you have you have a detect you have a detective Boutreau. You have a detective O'Brien. You have a, a detective Hollering. You have a detective Foley. A detective Clancy. Detective Lenahan. Uh, uh, up here is Detective Kill. Detective McSweeney. Uh. Again, I can't remember all of them, but it's a whole team of these guys who are tied into 99.9% of all the cases that have been overturned. Them 124 or all the wrongful conviction tortures, chances is those guys' names are on everybody's paperwork. But their names are attached to five hundred over 560-some cases. Murder. Oh, no, this is a- this is the epidemic, man. Again, there's a, a, and again, if you uh, you if you're somebody in the city of Chicago, you ain't became who you are and didn't know that this was going on, man. You know, we laugh and joke, but it is the one secret that everyone knew. You see what wow. I'm saying? All of y'all up there knew exactly what was going on, and nobody decided to stop it. So, like my brother alluded to earlier. Like anything that's a good recipe, you pass it down, and it get passed down, and it get passed down. So there's no way that what he taught to them, that they didn't see some young, some young stud with a spark that reminded them they felt that they decided to dump their knowledge and that stuff into. It goes another generation, and he end up because my case is almost thirty years old. So in those course of thirty years, how many, how many academies, and how many rookies, and how many, and how many, and how many? Make that shit make sense. If it's a good recipe and we yield results, I have to hand it down. Because my grandmama pound cake is still the same as it was in 79 when I first ate it. Because my auntie did a good job. My auntie turned it on to my cousins. My cousins turned it on to their kids. And the pound cake Mm -hmm. in my family is still the best pound cake since 79. So let me ask you Nobody deviated away from Big Ma plan. She gave it to me like this. They shook it like this. And this is the pound cake of my generation, bro. So why not do it for anything else that yields results, that yield good? Come on, man. This man came from Vietnam with a recipe. Cooked that motherfucker up and served it and served it and served it. And, oh, boy, did he serve it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Because we sit here, we're talking, and... And trust me, I feel your pain like a motherfucker. Some people say that, but see, I've been locked up, so I know the pain. I've never been, I never did years, but I've been locked up. If you got, if you came into a lot of money, if you came into a situation, how do you think exposing this, what we're about to do, because this is a start, and half these people are either almost dead now or gone, right? But we know there's another generation of detectives and cops are doing exactly what you're saying. But now what is worse is that the kids are so bad out there, it makes what we're talking about have no value in a sense because the kids are not like they was back then. They're worse in Chicago now. The death rate is at the highest level that it's ever been we still got corrupted cops, but how 
It would change because the government couldn't do nothing. Obama, when he was there, couldn't do nothing. Everybody, from what I've seen, I'm 63, has always overlooked Chicago in that manner, to the point that even the people who win the lottery there are suing the state because the state won't pay them their money. So they are so gangster up there, they take in the people's winnings and won't pay them. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. That's insane. Yes, I did know that. They that took, is something. Nobody that talks is something about that, but they took right their motherfucking money. So it's corruption all up and down in the politics of Chicago. It is, man. And you could trace that back to every uh, uh, governor that they've had, every, uh, you know, it's, it's, they, man, this is, you know, you probably have heard the saying, it's, it's uh, uh, they call it still a noise because all the money they steal it, and they call it Crook County, all the crooks that it produced. Them the two names mm. that I heard them, there they go, it's still a noise because the politicians, the politicians keep their hands in something with the money being, yes. yeah, you know. They definitely still up there. You know, and then it's Crook County. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hands down, man. As, you know, as as as, as, as far as with the culture, right, of today, and 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 what we also want people to know is to know is the correlation, right? And the correlation is just as simple as those cops, right, have set up this recipe. I want people to pay attention to the recipe when it comes to us in general that's been created for African Americans in, 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 in Illinois and in Chicago. But mainly this. So uh I've been about the community, man, so coming from prison. When I entered prison I couldn't read and write. But I began to read and write through spoken word. But 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 in doing spoken word, I became a pillar of the community in prison. You know what I mean? And anybody that mm-hmm. did time will tell you, man, uh 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 three ways I came up with this thing, there's three ways you come up out of prison. You know what I mean? I ain't never stole nothing, told nothing, or pulled nothing. You know what I'm saying? So when you come up out of prison, a solid dude, then you somebody to be. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no, I ain't, you know you to to you you're somebody to be heard. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it was many yes. elders that I come up under that just come home, fifty four, forty seven, fifty five years. That you know what I mean? That 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 that, that I stood on their shoulders and stand on their shoulders to speak for. But mainly, what I can say now is that the people that don't live here, what they don't know is the generations that come behind that crack epidemic and the generations that come behind all that other bullshit that they done put on us, we can't blame the monster when the doctor is in control of it. I agree. So the media get the media get the, the, the destruction of the monster. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what they get. That's when you see the murders. That's when you see the, when, when, when everybody glorifying the things that's going on with the destruction and, 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 and the genocide in our community. They glorify it. That's why they polarize it. But they don't blame the monster. And the monster is the lack of economics, the lack of housing, the lack of funding, the lack of every fucking thing else when it comes to African Americans in Chicago. That's the monster. That's the monster. But don't nobody speak of that part. They want to speak of it. You understand? Oh, man, they ain't no doubt. We know they dropping Draco's off. We know they doing all this shit. We know this. Yeah, they just but don't who care. who the fuck would give a fuck about a Draco if they had a home to live in? Right. 
Who would give a fuck about a Draco if they had a father to tell them, nigga, you ain't stepping out this goddamn yard without a reason? So the sickness of the day is culture is something that's been accepted and normalized. When mm -hmm. I left, I was raised by a village. I came home to something that ain't even, I don't, I don't even know what this is no more. It's the up, love yeah. that I held on to and the love that I built while I was there, I came home and poured it on some people, man, that I honest to God, that it step over it and high stepping over it and continue to step over it. But it that sure doesn't do. stop my obligation. Right. That's right. I talk about it that in my stand-up. Yeah, I talk about my stand-up from the, um, the men and women who want to act gay to the men who want to shoot each other. I said, motherfucker, you've been played. You don't even see man. it. Come on, man. Come on, man. They've been, they've been planning on, this shit, you young kids, since on, the man. beginning of time. And you falling right into the plan. Come on, man. I you told her, right I said, the plan. You, I told her, uh, 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 my daughter's friend. I said, you got to see, you, you, you run around here mad to about your son, father, and in, 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 in his life. I say, but you don't push them away because of this psychological thing they don't put on you that independent women is the best thing in the world. That's I say, but so let's get true. past that part. You understand? I yeah. say, let's get past that part. I say, the sad part is you don't accept something when it comes to a culture that you have no idea what you've accepted. Yep. I say, you took your six-month-year-old child. I say, when you knew you was pregnant, you wanted a job, right? So you went and got a job. She said, hell yeah, I got to stand on mine. I say, that's a good thing. I say, in the process of you getting a job, who watched your baby? She said, my mama watched your baby. Well, your mama was watching your baby, what she was doing. Because at six months, that baby was put in front of TV. And from six months, goddammit, to six years, he was raised by the TV. So ain't no wonder why he's like lollipops, man. Exactly. And There's when no their father's that in the home. disrupted in him and took him up out of him. Because every time you see a black male figure on there, he's either killing or he's getting killed. Right. And that's so he don't want to be a part it. of that. I don't want to die or I don't want to kill nobody. So what he do? He take on the perception of the femininity. Yep. And they don't see it. Now, we've been around a long time. Now, back in the 90s, so y'all went away to now, now they got niggas kissing on TV. They got motherfuckers holding hands. Man. And they got the kids in, in, in front of TV watching this, learning this behavior. Listen. And when you talk, I talk. They think we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but we are the last of the, the Google, Man. the last of the encyclopedias, the last of the OGs. And God forbid, if they don't wake up, what the fuck this world's going to look like in the next 20, 30 years. Come on, man. You see what they, you see what they pillin'. They telling women, goddamn it, it's cool to be independent, and they telling the man it's cool to be a fag. Now, by no yep. means do I mean, excuse my language, do I mean to disrespect anybody. You understand? I feel if a person, hey, if you, if you love who you love, this is the world. Right. What I'm saying is this here. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying we've been conditioned to accept the abnormality. You see what I'm saying? Yes. That was once an uh, abnormality that has now been normalized to a perception of a culture that somebody else created. Think exactly. this ain't your culture? That's right. You still That's falling right. for it. This ain't your culture, man. 
and the, and our women don't get it. it and it and it all started with the government too, with with feminism. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't need a man, but the government is your man because they'll tell you to keep the black man out the home. We'll give you a place to live. We'll pay you to get your food. Man. Listen, and what women don't understand, just... and what men, oh, women man. don't understand, men love being a protector, being a leader. But the girls' mouths are so bad or the way they think is so fucked up, they push man. these young men away. Man, bro. And all the guys to do say fuck it. And lately we're protectors. And lately we're warriors. And lately we're everything that they're putting us out in the in, 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 in the malice perspective that they're looking to do it, we're all that. But it's the mm-hmm. wrong energy. It's the wrong energy. Yes, yeah. we're young warriors. Yes, we're young kings. Absolutely. We deserve every fucking thing that they got them and got in their hands. Mm-hmm. But we don't deserve it because it's blood money. Right. You can use it, but if you ain't using it for the benefits, and when you ask my younger brother, when he said, man, what you, if you get that money, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do with it. We put it back into these communities, man. I'm taking you out that damn school and putting a trade in your hand, man. Yep. That's what I'm finna do. Fuck that Draco. Fuck that pistol, man. Come on, take these trades, man. Huh? Here go a couple of pieces of wood, man. Build your home, man, for you and your son to live in, man. Mm-hmm. You tell me who ain't gonna stop that opportunity, man. Look, man. Hey, look, bro. Look, check this out, man. All I'm asking is a few hours of your day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Three hours a day. You can go do what you want to do. But I promise you, after those nine hours, at the end of the week, once you see what you produce in this home, it's going to take way more motherfucking, man, look, it's going to take way more out of you than you putting in that, man. So true. That's what we obligated to do, man. Once they start taking us out those industrial complexes and putting us those in those institutions, man, they start taking away the trades. Yep. That's what came in. That's how we fed our family here, through trades. Right. Ain't no trades no more. No. Nope. You pull somebody, you'll be surprised you see these young cats pulled over on the street, man. Don't know how to change the fucking tire. I totally agree. Ain't that and true, man? crazy, fam. And I've talked talk about the immigration. I've talked about the different nationalities living to this country. And I explained to the people in my stand, I said, because um, I make them laugh and I make them think. And I said, when you just watch the television and you see the migrants coming over here, I said, yeah, it's good that the country is letting them in. Everybody should have a place. I said, but the black man's going to get pushed back even worse because we got so played that you guys are not taking this shit seriously because other nationalities don't give a fuck about slavery and what we went through. Man, Other man, things man. of that, they don't have the resources in our community, so we don't have the education for what's about to happen. And what's about man. to happen is artificial intelligence is here now. Man. And we don't have, we, we can't drive the cars at the car plants anymore for Chrysler and Mercedes Benz, where now they've got this thing called um, ballet. It, uh, uh, it's called ballet, where you have these machines that go pick the cars up and drive the cars itself <laughs> to the location. So I read an article last week. It said by 2030, 
America will have lost from artificial intelligence 30 million jobs. Mm-hmm. And the government is too dumb. They had a, 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 a hearing on it three weeks ago, but they don't know what they're doing. They, they've, this is going to go over everybody's head so fast, but by the time they realize it, motherfuckers going to be out of work. So you already see what's happening in Oakland and in San Francisco. You see what's happening in Chicago. This mm-hmm. is really about to hit every city man. in America. Epidemic of stupidity, man. And, and um, you see they passing laws, Dan. You, see, they want to drop the laws down so you can get a gun. So you can yeah, kill absolutely. each other a lot faster. Absolutely. And man, they want that. Man, Jesus Christ, man. And then the other thing they're not talking about, yeah, they... They sent one pandemic through here in 2019. They're about to send another one. I've, I've been reading this. They already know when it's coming. It's coming in, in a couple months. It's about to hit. It's in China now. And it's worse than COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, homie, I, I, I read that article early last week. They know it's coming. That's what's crazy. And they're not, man, letting the community know what we're paying for no, 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 because what they said was they don't have a vaccination for it yet. Now, you're going to scare the American people for sure because they're like, damn, we're going to have to take another shot? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, it, and, and, and some people had to take the shot, and they fucked them up. They don't talk about that on the news. My daughter had to take the shot because she they all in college, and that, I, I, it hurt me bad mm-hmm. that they had to take that motherfucker shot because I don't trust the government. Absolutely. So listen, ah. I got you guys' numbers. Yeah. When everything gets set um, to come through there, I'm definitely going to have you guys on the panel. What we could do is talk about this as much as we possibly can to make sure your story is heard. I, I hope and, and pray that with all the talking that you guys get whatever it is in your heart that you want. It's an uphill battle in life, but the thing about life that I can say is that we have to be tough in this motherfucker because this this definitely ain't for the soft. Life is definitely, no matter what level you're on, rich, poor, black, Hispanic, uh, Indian, Philippine, you have to have that ability to withstand was ever thrown your way. And, again, I take my hat off to you and your brother. Thank God you guys are still here. Thank God you got to come home and didn't die. I had a friend named Gregory Lockett. He ran track with me and went to Auburn State on the track scholarship, but didn't want to stay, came back home. He was in Newark, New Jersey, riding around with some guys, and they did a drive-by shooting. Well, Gregory Locker was smart, but didn't have common sense, in my opinion, because they gave the other guys, even him, to take a deal. Everybody else took the deal. He went to trial, and he lost, and they gave him life. So everybody else did their 10 years, was home before Mm -hmm. they were 30 years old. He wound up dying in prison at 57 a few years ago, and I love him because he was really one of the most talented runners I've ever seen in my life. 
And that's the, I think about her almost every day, Gregory Lockett. So to hear your story, to hear him and so many countless others in this world who've been wrongly convicted, um, all I can do, you have a voice, you have a situation, ladies and gentlemen, and you want your voice heard, please reach out to TK Kirk on my Instagram, like these gentlemen did from Chicago. And they had reached out to me weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm so busy, I was just glancing through, and my man hit me back again. That's what I like about what you did. You hit me back again because I'm I'm moving around the world so much that when I read certain things, I can overlook it, or I get so many DMs or so many emails, it pushes the ones that I say, oh, man, I really want to talk to these people about it. But then the people don't hit me back, and I can't find what I was looking for a week ago. So I was sitting here today, and I'm in Virginia Beach, and I got out, had me a little breakfast, and you had popped in my head. I said, let me find my man's DM. So I'm strolling, but I screenshotted your information. So when I went through my photos, it was there. And I said, I'm going to call these brothers right now. And to hear what you're telling me, I want to apologize for making you wait because I could have bumped everybody because this is my show. I could bump everybody because this right here, I, I I haven't been wrongly convicted, but I've been locked up. I've been in Cook County, in Cook County, wherever we want to call it. I know how mm-hmm. fucked up people are. I know how the world is fucked up. And gentlemen, if it means anything, I salute you for your resilience and staying strong. And I'm glad that you guys got to get out and hug each other and look at each other. And, you know, it's tough because your mom is gone and you know what she went through now that you guys are older, you know, because to know what your mom went through as you get, when you don't know, you don't realize it when you're young. When you get right. older and become a man, you know, wow, I know my mom felt fucked up about this. You got my number. Reach out to me anytime. All right. No Reach doubt. out to me anytime. Um, no doubt. I'm going to end it the same, same way that, uh, you know, I began it with, man. You asked me why. You know what made it you. You know what I mean? And uh, It's energy, bro. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the universe goes off energy, man. We're, we're, we're energetic, man. And when, when you're doing the right thing, uh, you know, it, you're attracted to that energy, man. I just want to salute you as well, bro, because uh, you know, a lot of shit that you, you you said, man. Looking back, you know, a lot of mistakes that us men made as kids. You know what I'm saying? And right. uh, to have an opportunity, man, to 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 to, you know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm man enough to tell my child, man, you know, I'm I'm sorry for bringing you into a world, goddammit, that had you trapped in a system that I have no idea of, then. I feel that the next man is old, you know what I mean, should stand up and say, hey, man, I'm wrong as well. You know what I mean? For whatever it is, right. part that you played in, 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 in this wrongdoing that we live in. You know what I mean? Because you can't reap uh, 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 bananas, I mean, sow bananas and reap beans. You know what I mean? So you, yes. you, just, you can't do nothing with wrong, bro. And I realize that, man. So each day we get up, man, and I want the world to know that outside all them years that we did, they dropped us right into the same slums, man. The same slums where they where they blowing them Dracos, the same slums where people dying every day. They dropped us right back in it, bro. You understand what I'm saying? And they tell right. us, man, look, we don't, we 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 showing you that we don't give a shit about you. Now make it up at it again. 
nigga. You see what I'm saying? Yes, and it's sir. just as simple as that, bro. It's just as simple as that, man. I love you guys, man. I definitely I would definitely be staying in touch, and I will make this happen if I possibly can, and I don't see it not being a problem. And keep your head up, stay strong. Y'all love each other, and keep it moving. Love your children, your grandbabies, et cetera, and give them the game, and hopefully you can give them um, the right moves to make in this life, in this game called life, because it's not checkers, it's chess. Indeed it is, man. And uh, at some point, everybody's going to have to start playing the same game. All they're going to continue to do is lose pieces. You hear me? That's exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkman Podcast. We have these gentlemen from Chicago. Make sure you listen. Is there any way people can reach out to you guys? You got an uh, Instagram or email? Yes, I got an Instagram. Uh, uh, I'm under New Vision, which is spelled N-U-V-I-S-E-A-N underscore. That's my uh, Instagram. Uh, email is uh, newvision976 at gmail. Ladies and gentlemen, reach out to them. All my friends in Australia, Japan, um, Germany, Africa, Uganda, um, London, Paris, um, Nottingham, Birmingham, UK. Reach out to the brothers. Let them know that you feel their pain. Um, show them love. And I would truly appreciate it. This is the TK Kirkland Podcast. If you have a story, reach out to me and may your pain be champagne around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Comedy Zone, Jacksonville, July 21st, uh, June 22nd through the 21st, ladies and gentlemen, in Brooklyn, New York on the 25th. I'll talk to you guys soon, everybody, from up guys here to my friends around the world. Handle your handle. Talk to you later, sir. Peace. Thank you, thank you, guys. No Much problem. love, bro. Okay, take your family. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.